You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. This episode, we are talking artificial intelligence and the research that's happening up at uh, Purdue University. And with me to discuss those matters today is Dr. Julia Reyes, Associate Professor and Assistant Department Head in the Computer Information and Technology Department. Julia, how are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you, and thank you for talking to me, Adam. I appreciate it. Thank you for talking to me. So, quickly before we uh, uh, get into artificial intelligence itself, talk about uh, yourself. Uh, how long have you been at Purdue? Um, since 2012, okay. more or less. Okay. And have you been in the same department uh, since you arrived? Um, yeah, I spent a couple of um, years as a visiting, but uh, in this department, definitely from 2012. Gotcha. Okay. And what, what made you interested in computer information and technology? Oh, it's it's always fun, especially in this day and age when computers can do so much more than what they used to, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 years ago. <clears throat> it's, it's always fun to see what uh, they can do and uh, to educate the next generation as yeah. to what is possible, what isn't possible, and what consideration they should um, think about when they're making something that would be digital and that would work. Sure. I bet, it, bet it's changed just in the you know six plus years you've been there, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so what, what got you first interested in the aspect of artificial intelligence and, and what you're doing up there? Um. You know, computing is, has always been an interesting field because if you think about it, it's just zeros and ones that um, make all of this uh, data processing and uh, uh, programming what we would normally think um, as a not necessarily a human task. And with artificial intelligence, all of those tasks that uh, are not very much human-oriented are becoming more and more human and computers are becoming more and more human-like, if you will, mm-hmm. um, especially with uh, conversations and with interactions. So it's 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 a challenging, but it's a fun field. And that's kind of what I want to focus this about. This is what your research is on that that human interaction with the AI, and specifically your research talking about the idea of humor and that interaction between human and AI. Can you talk about your research and what uh, you've learned so far? Absolutely. Um, humor is one of the components um, that uh, I work with um, whenever I do research. And um, humor is um, a very human skill, if you will, um, if we have that skill. Some of us do, some of us don't. <laughs> um, and uh, um, you have to be very careful as to how to approach it, especially if you're putting it into the digital platforms. Uh, because that is also something that we are not willing to give away easily enough. Hmm. So um, if you think about it, can computers play chess? Or absolutely. Do we have a problem with computers playing chess? No, we don't. As a matter of fact, this is so much fun when I can play with a a computer and I don't need to find a partner. Um, Do I want my computer to joke with me? Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) And so um, a lot of times when people hear humor and and AI, they think about like asking Google or Siri or whatever to, to tell them a joke. But that's that's more your research goes beyond that, right? It's kind of trying to figure out how to tell if a, a joke is funny and get a reaction. Is that is that correct? Or? 
Um, yes. So um, a lot of um, work in humor, not necessarily artificial intelligence of humor and computational humor, but humor in general, um, goes through various disciplines. And psychology is one of them, sociology is another, linguistics is a third, and there are quite a few more. And each of these disciplines are um, is going to study something that is pertinent to that discipline as, as, as its core. And then you take the results of all of these. And you are trying to put it into a computational aspect, uh, sorry, um, a computational agent. Mm. So um, what kind of sense of humor do I have? What jokes do I appreciate more than others? Um, what um, is it going to be a joke or is it going to be more than a, a joke or uh, just some kind of an interactive piece? Um, do I have a sense of humor at all? Um, what What is within the disciplines of humor? What is within the fields um, that uh, I'm going to find funny? Are there any topics that are, will be acceptable to me, any topics that will not be acceptable to me, any targets uh, that I'm going to react more than others? If, I, if um, it is given that I'm not going to appreciate jokes about A, then probably Siri or anyone else shouldn't be talking to me about these jokes or shouldn't be telling me right. these jokes. And when they do, you know, if they do expect a certain reaction and don't think that I just don't have a sense of humor, I just don't like these jokes. <laughs> so um, all of these are um, being taken into consideration, but that is on the aspect of when a computer telling you the joke. Gotcha. There's also an aspect of, okay, I am treating a computer, God forbid, as a friend, and now I want to tell it what happened to me today, and uh, I want to be witty. So ideally, it would uh, respond to my witticism in some sort of a form that is acceptable to me. So um, it has to understand humor or wit of a human being in order for normal communication to take place. Gotcha. So, you know, and you, is that like kind of understanding irony or sarcasm or, you know, the delivery of uh, a joke or like you said, uh, trying to be witty? Are those some of the hurdles you're facing in, in the research? Um, yes, most definitely. Those are a couple of things that um, are difficult to do. And uh, all of them are taking slightly different directions depending on what it is that you are interested in. So, um, irony and sarcasm, you sort of have to understand what the situation is all about and what the perception um, of the situation is from the person who is delivering something. So um, you sometimes can rely on um, voice. Sometimes you need to rely on facial expressions. Sometimes you have to know a little bit more about the situation. So it's no longer a text of the joke that you can um, tell from what kind of um, response it was or what what was um, behind the, the utterance, but um, you have to take other elements into consideration. And talk about kind of some of the testing you've done, whether, you know, a computer does understand the humor or what you're trying to deliver there. So you can test it in various ways, and uh, it depends on what it is that you're interested in. Um, are you interested in the actual understanding in which ways in which way you will be testing it exactly like how you would test a student, right? If I want to test the student, did they understand the material, I can ask them to explain what the material is about. So 
So a computer should be able to explain in exactly the same way. Um, it is a joke because of X, Y, Z, which is compatible with this or not compatible with that. So that that is a basic idea um, right there. But um, you can also go to a simpler form and say, um, well, I just gave it um, a collection of a hundred humorous texts. And it uh, told me that 95 of them are humorous. And then I gave it a collection of 100 non-humorous texts. And it told me that 100 of them are non-humorous. And you're looking at those numbers and you say, well, probably it is getting the pattern of some sort. Because the multiple choice answer, if you will, is pretty good. Mm. So... It's it's the testing mechanism is quite similar to any other form of verification of a material that the, should be understood or not, if you will. Okay. So talk about some of the maybe uh, benefits of your research and future benefits of kind of reaching that point where the computers can understand that all the different aspects of humor, and especially with the human interaction. Um, so human interaction is what we are typically going for. Um, but uh, you can also take it um, a little bit further and say, I am preparing a speech, and I think that uh, my speech has to be absolutely serious, and uh, no jokes are allowed. Mm. And then somehow, when I write it, I don't see that I'm making a funny remark, but somebody may see it as such, and that's not what you want. So if a computer can see all of those variations and can see all of the mechanisms with which humor can be generated, it could potentially uh, tell you, you know what, there is a possibility for a joke right here. Uh, Did you mean it? Did you want it to be there? Or maybe it can be reversed and you want something to be funny. You want to make um, some remarks every once in a while, as we are all taught, you know, start with a joke or end with a joke or somehow relate to the audience, um, then maybe it can suggest, well, uh, this is what would work for most people in the room for that particular audience. Why don't you try it? (laughs) And when did, I'm curious, when did you start this specific research? Oh, I started that in 2003, back when I was attempting to do my master's thesis. And it was just a fun thing to do (laughs) that um, wasn't boring. Wow, so this has been a long time in the works. I, obviously, technology has changed a lot since then, and just um, I'm sure you've had to change algorithms and and your you know theories throughout this as well. I assume, right? Um, the theori- surprisingly enough, um, the theoretical foundation is more or less stable. Okay. It's how to make those theories and put them in a into a computer in such a way that it actually understands what we are talking about, because these are not necessarily equations. These are more general observations. Um, that's that's the challenging part. Okay. How to encode all of the human knowledge to make the algorithms um, efficient um, and applicable for these jokes, joke uh, detectors or generators. That's cool. And in your mind and through your research, how close do you think you are in, you know, kind of breaking that human barrier with computers and artificial intelligence? I'm nowhere near, <laughs> which is a good part, you know. No reason to think about retirement. Right. <laughs> keeps, gives you something to keep doing, right? Absolutely. You get to keep practicing your jokes on them. 
Um, yes, um, especially when a computer is explaining to you what whether something is funny, and you're going, "Oh, oh, you're smarter than I thought." <laughs> and I assume you wanted to laugh at your jokes, right? Is that is that when you'll be a little more satisfied with your research when when it's laughing at everything you say? Um, interestingly enough, it's not when it laughs, but how it laughs. Okay. Because it can laugh with you or laugh at you, you know, and those are going to be quite different (laughs) things. That's very true. That's very true. And I assume that is a really important part of this research, all joking aside, that, you know, how it's reacting to, like, again, like the delivery of the joke and making sure it actually understands the the punchline or what the point of the joke is, right? Um, yes, it definitely, in, in order for it to be meaningful, it definitely needs to understand what the point of the joke is, when to deliver it, um, when you need to deliver the whole thing, or maybe when you can just hint at it, and uh, a human will get to it on their own, and maybe it's going to be funnier mm-hmm. if it's not explicitly stated, the punchline, but all of the hints are there. Um, and it very much depends on the humor preference of a particular individual as well as the knowledge that is there. So um, it is a very individually based uh, kind of application that um, if if it works and when it works, um, that would be very nice. How much human interaction or maybe people watching, should I say, is involved and kind of help gauge um, – what you hope or expect for AI to respond the way you see humans respond? Um, Quite a bit, uh, but um, AI researchers don't do it in isolation. As I said, it's a very multidisciplinary field, so um, we get a lot of our data from um, other fields. Um, For example, um, there is um, a fascinating um, subfield, if you will, of uh, failed humor when you're trying to make a joke and it just doesn't work. <laughs> so what happens then? And you can either observe people and uh, model your algorithms accordingly or you don't, and then you are more or less in trouble. Is there a... So, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. As you learn from your research again i know you've been doing this a long time now is there a uh specific type of humor or um through your research that you found it is um progressing on or reacting to better than others um yes um a formulaic type of humor is definitely much better to encode okay. uh, uh, much easier i should say to mm. encode not necessarily better but <laughs> you can see the results um that are more positive um, than something that's um, more spontaneous and something that doesn't fit a particular pattern. Um, But uh, other than that, uh, puns are attracting a lot of attention because, again, there is a formula of uh, how they work. Um, Sarcasm and irony are attracting a lot of attention, but due to other reasons. Um, I'm not convinced that um, we have a mechanism of successfully detecting that yet, okay. but uh, um, the work is still there. So, and whenever there's a lot of resources are going into a research field, you tend to get some results sooner or later. So, does Dr. Ray's have a favorite joke or pun that she likes to test on her research? She absolutely does not. Okay. 
<laughs> so no no jokes for the uh, listeners today, huh? No, no joke for the <laughs> listeners. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, anything else about your research that you want our listeners to know? Um, you are always welcome to try and play with uh, bots that produce jokes or mm-hmm. that uh, generate jokes. And by all means, if you have any comments, then uh, please send them to your any humor researcher that uh, you find in the area or if you are in um, Lafayette or Indiana, for that matter. Um, Purdue is always um, welcoming your feedback. Awesome. And if they want to find you or your research online, is there a specific spot they can go to see that or to get in contact with you? Oh, Google is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> if you just type Purdue and humor, you're going to come up with an answer. That's awesome. Do you? Uh, one thing I just thought about, do, do you work with um, people like uh, over at Amazon, like with Alexa or Google, with their uh, their platforms like the Google Play or Alexa Home? Do you have any interaction with them kind of, I don't know, sharing ideas or how to, or not at all? Um, about humor, no, not yet. Okay, and how they um, kind of program their their systems? Um, not not yet. Okay. Um, but uh, that is potentially a conversation that would be interesting to have. Um, there are various things that would have to go into that conversation. Okay. Information being one of them. Um, and uh, how do you deliver something that's applicable, and then the joke selection itself. Okay, cool. My uh, brother-in-law works for Google, and he works on their Google Home, so we always like to test all his uh, all his content out, including the jokes and other things. So. Well, you know, maybe we should talk then. We should. We should, I should get you guys uh, connected. <laughs> that would be fun. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, doctor, uh, thank you for your time. If uh, As we wrap up, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, Adam, you've done a wonderful job of answer, asking all of the questions. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure if there is anything else to add other than um, don't be afraid to play with something that's challenging or that you don't think that can be um, worked with with the current technology just yet. It's always possible. Give it a try. Yeah, awesome. Hey, technology continues to advance. We uh, continue to look forward to hearing more about your research and the developments that are being made up there at Purdue. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. You can also listen, like, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.